Elif Clark is a transformational breath senior trainer and a member of the Health and Care Professions Council and British Association for Behavioral and Cognitive Psychotherapies. She worked as a psychologist for 20 years in the NHS and her private practice. She also works energetically with Reiki, Akashic Records and Shamanic Healing Tools. Her area of specialization is EMDR, acceptance and commitment therapy, including cognitive behavioral therapy for psychological problems, mainly post-traumatic stress disorder. She also integrates Reiki, Akashic Records, Soul Retrieval in her practice to empower her clients to heal their emotional distress. Her need to find more effective and powerful techniques to help others create the life they desire brought her to transformational breath. In this episode, Elif tells us about this journey, what was Elif's journey with breathwork and how did it help her with her sleep? What's the effective way of breathing? How can you know if you're breathing correctly? Are you breathing the wrong way? And what happens if you don't breathe well? What type of breath work is actually good to help you sleep? And we go into all of this in this episode with practical tools and takeaways. So you might implement those tools right here today to improve your breath and subsequently your sleep. It's episode number 52. It's hard to know when someone would feel about the show since a podcast doesn't allow that active interaction. If you're enjoying the show, I'd love to connect and hear from you. Tell me what you liked. Tell me what you'd like to see more of. Write to me on thepartphytothrive.com or connect with me on my Instagram at mysleepwhisperer. Let me get to know you personally so I can create the right content which makes you feel wonderful and transforms your life. Now take a listen to this exciting episode with Elif. Welcome to the Sleep Whisperer podcast. I'm your host Deepa. Join me and my many expert guests and medical professionals from the cutting-edge science of functional medicine of the West and ancient wisdom of the East. Learn all about how to discover your root causes of poor sleep and understand the proper tools and techniques to end your confusion and begin getting a good night's sleep. It's time to regain hope and begin your sleep journey with the Sleep Whisperer podcast. Elif Clark, welcome to the Sleep Whisperer podcast. It's a pleasure to have you. And on a quick side note, I must tell our audience that you are probably my closest friend, as close to me as my sister. And we've had a long relationship from our Himalayan uh, roommate days. And we've only grown stronger. So I knew I wanted to have you because you're such a brilliant psychologist psychiatrist and uh, transformational breath senior trainer. So I'd like to actually talk about that because you do so many interesting breath workshops and 
breath plays such a key role in sleep and of course in many episodes we've spoken about uh, sympathetic dominance parasympathetic state how so whether breath supports all of that but tell us a little bit about your journey because you are now semi retired from psychiatry and you're focusing all your attention on breath so how did that journey happen and um, uh, where do you see breath playing a role in your own transformative journey some help in terms of um for my um sleeping better and uh, i had a difficulty to breathe as well i was um i had suffered from uh, uh the the some lung lung issues um after the heavy cold and that left me with the with um, the infection in my lungs so i just wanted something to help me to give me more energy and uh, more motivated because around that time i was my depression i was quite a bit depressed and anxious so it was just like something i needed without really needing to talk so i find breath work and uh, after a, a weekend of being in the in the retreat i felt so different and obviously i knew now what why the reason why i felt different my um, this you know the anxiety which is like i was on a, a constant fight and flight response mm-hmm. suddenly switched off with this uh, the breath work which actually triggered the parasympathetic nervous system which is like a calming and grounding and that really helped me to feel calmer and made me to actually uh, cry in a way i cried so much and those tears brought me in a place where i felt like a much grounded much more calmer and grounded and uh, because there was so much emotion but i couldn't access i was very disconnected dissociated and because i had to get on with my work i have to do this i have to do that so i just neglected my emotions obviously mm. in the middle of night while i'm sleeping it comes comes back all those thoughts all those emotions and then couldn't sleep well so after that crying after the tears at night i saw incredible benefit in terms of calming my nervous system and made me feel much more kind of uh, drowsy I, i slept like a baby whole night and that was so beautiful and you did mention my breath was not all right at that time and you were going through depression so can you describe a little bit of how might somebody know if their breath is not the way it should be what are what are the can, could you describe that breath for us so that people actually sure. want to listen to themselves or watch themselves and try to uh, understand or gauge their breath mm-hmm. i was uh, i was in a i was in both depressed and anxious mm. so when i was anxious i noticed my breath was uh, you know usually is like a very short shallow and fast and 
which also triggers the, the sympathetic mm. nervous system, which is fight and flight. And when I am, it's so high and I can't sustain to be in that place. Mm. Suddenly I will find myself in a very kind of shutdown, which is like my breath is like had nothing, no breath at all. That really gave also the brought me kind of that represent the place that I was depressed. Mm. So the anxiety, short, shallow breath, and depression, no breath at all. Like I was holding my breath, I didn't breathe properly, and uh, I just felt so uh, so numb. So the very fast and no breath. And you know, I live that I just heard somebody tell me two days ago that when I'm anxious, I sit up in the middle of the night and I'm scared of everything. And then I'm depressed. I feel like I'm incapable of anything. But then I also have a period where I'm so high and I feel that I'm the ruler on this earth. Uh, and it was so fascinating to me to see the, because it's um, in yoga, this whole concept of anything that has a high has a low. Uh, everything comes yes. in the duality and that's what you're really describing. Uh, so how was this? How did you get this journey of helping yourself? But then you also became a qualified transformational breath. What is transformational breath? And how did you come into this space? Yes, um, I uh, after experiencing that uh, in my the breath and highs and lows and also the depression and anxiety. Um, so I just I needed to find I I had been interested in the the psychology of the the trauma mm. and. Uh, and um, I knew from my own experience, from my knowledge that my depression and anxiety is the result of uh, childhood trauma, uh, which was, um, I had a polio when I was 10 months old. And uh, that left me a lot of trauma in my body because I had to have lots of operations. And I was uh, brought up in a, a household which wasn't really suitable for any children and yet along with a child with a disability. So the, the experience, my childhood experience, physical and emotional, left me a lot of trauma in my body. Mm -hmm. So trauma is, is something that when I started working with my clients, you, I realized you know, that you can't talk about it. The, the trauma, the stress, switches of the frontal cortex like mm. uh, the intelligent part of yes. the brain yes. so there is nothing there is no explanation I was quite uh, I couldn't explain all those uh, therapy that I was going through talking therapy didn't really bring out exactly what was in my body it was just like a verbal constant verbal but nothing really resolved and I was one of those clients saying yes I understand but which is yes, but client. And, uh, you know, when I was working with those clients, I knew immediately I noticed that's me, yes, but client. So, and I realized I needed something deeper and deeper, something that will 
get me uh, the get into those places the trauma the memories in my cellular memory and the breath and instinctively I just had this intuition while I was meditating one day that the my the intuition communicated with me say do the breath work mm. and then I was searching which one to do which one to do and I studied so many breath work and you remember we also did the two weeks of you and me and Sadhana yes. intensive. We were like doing six, seven yes. hours of breath. Yes. Pranayama, different type of pranayama. We did three practices Nine. of about four hours each or something like that. I know. I know. Yes. All together, it was like a nine hours. And you almost felt as if you were floating away from the floor. I could actually relate to what people say, levitation by the end of the two weeks. I didn't feel grounded at all. I felt like I was floating. Uh, but I want to stop you for a second before we talk about breath, because you mentioned the yes, but, and I think so many people are in this state uh, of having trauma. We don't actually voice it. We don't accept it, but it comes out in our behavior, our personality. I know that I've faced it in several different ways. Um, can you describe a little bit about this yes, but personality? Yes, um, that, uh, you know, in the therapy, I, I work as a cognitive behavioral therapist and, uh, and then the, we have these protocols, uh, we have ways of working with clients and uh, they engage uh, their story, uh, they relieve this, their story because we, we offer them a treatment in a way that, that they go to the relieving their story in imagery. And, and they, we help them to change the meaning they attach to their story. Mm. So they all happens. And at the end, also, we encourage them to behave in a different way. So they do engage, behave in a different way. And, but still, they have this belief system. Somehow, whatever happened, it was their fault. Mm. And they could have really, they could have prevented. In my case, whatever happened, I knew it was my fault in terms of having polio, but I had whatever I was, the way I was treated at home, it was becoming my fault. So it became more uh, self-punishment. Mm. And uh, so the therapy changed their view, belief, but couldn't change deeper and deeper feeling of about themselves that, after all, they are not to be blamed. They still blame, they still blame. And they just say to me, including me, yeah, I do understand what happened to me and I get it, but I feel still the same. I feel, the, um, I feel uh, still someone that, who, that I feel shame, I feel guilt, I blame myself. And I think there's something still wrong with me and I can't think differently. That's what happens. Yes, I know, I know. And trauma is something that I really touches me very deeply and I really resonate when someone has and they've changed. They're not who they are. The light of that person doesn't shine through at all. 
Um, And you said it so beautifully. And I know that I want to talk about breath and there's been so much emphasis now on breath with James Nestor's new book on breath and everyone's doing um, his book as book club and bringing attention to breath. So what is the effective way of actually breathing? Is there a way that you could describe it to us? Yes, I mean... um... Your breath, everybody's breath reflects um, our state of mind, Mm. even our personality, our life experience. So, and uh, our psychological uh, being, it is actually reflected in your breath. So there are, there is a, but whatever the the way that is, there is one thing that you could do for all of the psychological problem, all of your experience as a, with a deeper, with a diaphragmic breath. Mm. So, I mean, there, we could have lots of different problems, but there is one thing you could, everybody should be doing in a common way to have a better psychological and physical health is that using to diaphragm to breathe. So just describe that for us, because there are actually people, I know people who have regular practice of yoga, and they still actually do not know what is the diaphragm, how to breathe. So just describe what is the diaphragm and how does this actually, what do you, which part of your body is moving when you're breathing so that you're breathing from the diaphragm? Yeah, I mean, diaphragm is is um, the the fibroid muscles is attached to the our rib cage, uh, rib cage, and uh, which is under the rib cage and below the lungs. Mm. So it's like a dome shape. When we inhale, we inhale from the uh, the nostril or the mouth, but uh, from the inhale, and then the the breath goes. And into your uh, the diaphragm just pulls down and contracts, pushes down with mm. the inhalation and massages the internal organs mm. just on its own. When we exhale, the diaphragm comes up to the, its own dome shape and relaxes. Mm. And we do this like a 20, 30,000 times a day. Would you believe this? This just on this diaphragmic breathing will change the will change the state of mind, will change your physical well-being. It's just a, once we learn how to use our diaphragm to breathe, we don't need any kind of medicine. Hmm. No medicine for the sleep difficulties. So actually talk us through how we might start to retrain ourselves to breathe with the diaphragm. Sure. So uh, as I said, it, our, our psychological state, it reflected in our breath. If I'm, when I'm anxious, when I was anxious, I was breathing from chest hmm. and shoulders and the neck. So the reason why this breath work really helped me because it really helped me to reuse my diaphragm, how that happened. So from the nostril, I inhale and then the, the, the breath doesn't stay here. It hmm. goes down, 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 around with the help of my diaphragm 
and the 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 kind of the the diaphragm pushes the uh, the down, and the, my belly just comes a little bit out. So with inhale, diaphragm pushes the uh, the lungs under the lungs. Diaphragm pushes down, contracts. And then the, my belly comes up a little tiny. Mm. And if you see that, it's just the belly breath. And then when I'm exhaling, and the diaphragm goes to the dome shape, and the belly relaxes. Mm. So it's not sh shoulders and chest and all my neck. It's from the belly, from my diaphragm. So do you actually teach someone to relocate their breath by using their yes. palm or how do they feel? How do they ensure that they're actually using the belly? Okay, that's a good question. So what I will uh, encourage, I will ask them to put one hand here on their chest, on one the hand chest. on the belly, on the chest, one hand on the belly, and just to follow the natural rhythm of the breath where the breath is going if in the past i was it was only going here look mm. the natural of the breath mine is going from abdomen inhale and when, when i inhale abdomen goes up but some people when they breathe first the chest goes up and chest moves that means there needs to be a the body needs to retrain to mm. breathe like a natural way, like our babies, which means from the belly to the chest, not chest like a forceful way, just from the belly. It's like a baby's breath, like our animal's breath. And is there a, do you encourage beginners to do it sitting up, lying down? Um, also, how long do you suggest that someone um, look at their breath in the beginning to slowly try and retrain themselves in their breathing? Okay, that's a good question. It's it's at the beginning. If you never had a you know breathing from the diaphragm, if you never had done it, it's not easy at the beginning because the body needs to be retrained. So mm. it it takes a little bit time. But every day with effort, it happens. So what I will do, I will ask them to lie down. Mm. Lying down is the best way of doing it. And then I will get, uh, I have a belly, belly back somewhere. But if you don't have the yoga belly back, I will get like a five kilogram of sack of rice. Mm. Five. And the uh, cheap rice. And then you could put that in your belly while you die lying down. Wow. And just really, and, and then hands on your chest. And then notice, notice that where the, where the breath first aware of how you breathe in. It's always best to find yes. out how your breath is. Everybody breathes differently. If you don't breathe here, that means you directly imagine there is a, and there's also the suck of rice, there is a balloon in your abdomen. Mm. Inhale from the nostril, balloon expanding, expanding, and the suck of rice just pushed up, the belly is pushed up, right is pushed up, expanding. 
And exhale, slowly belly come in, the rise, circle of rise goes down. And that way, you could just notice that your diaphragm and your belly is breathing. You could do this, imagine there is a balloon. When you exhale, balloon deflates. When you inhale, balloon inflates. Inflate, inhale, deflate, exhale. In, out, in, out. Beautiful. That way, Beautiful. you will know you are breathing from the diaphragm. And Elif, do tell us now when you mention the bag of rice, I think that's a great tool. In fact, I want to try that as well. So is your palm under the bag of rice or over the bag of rice? You just, uh, your palm is over the bag of rice. Just uh, even your palm is not there, but to, for you first time, it's best to just really find out, okay, uh, you will notice the rice, bag of rice will push out by your mm. inhale, by the, the abdomen muscle. I think that's a great tool to use because you can but really the one bring is attention to the abdomen. Exactly. And then you're using the hand on the chest to see that you're not yes. using that area. That's a great tool. Do you suggest a certain amount of time that a beginner might do this? I mean, you describe beautifully to lie down because it's easier at the beginning to feel that movement of the abdomen, use the bag of rice, which brings that attention to the abdomen. So could you also share what might be an ideal timing for someone who's just starting off with this practice? Yes, um, at first I, I would suggest that if um, once I just want to go uh, back to if your hand is here, one hand there, is advisable that you follow the breath. And then if the belly pushed out like that with your inhale, this breath might come to the chest and it's okay. But it's not like a first, if you started breathing first breath, if only chest moving, there's nothing here. That means mm. you really need to uh, redirect to diaphragm to breathe with the diaphragm. But breath can go to the chest, from belly to the chest. So this could be done at least 15 minutes a day at the beginning. Lovely. Just gently, 15 minutes while you lie in that. And then eventually you will notice while you're working especially when you are upset, when you heard something bad news, or when you feel tense, when you're anxious, when you have so many ruminative thoughts in your head, just notice that you stop breathing. So what we do instinctively, our body shuts our pain down mm. by, by just stop, by stop breathing, by stop totally breathing. So just notice oh i'm upset now where is my breath oh okay i'm not breathing okay let me let me direct my breath into my belly you could just put gently your hand while you're standing while you are even walking just just slow down and just notice okay my breath is in my belly now i can breathe at that point some feelings might come up because you stop to breathe and not to feel which is okay. 
is mm. better to feel than not to breathe, not to feel at all, because they are all stored in your body yes. for you to come out. Yes, and then when they come out much later, they're going to erupt out when you don't want them to. So I think it's a great advice as well. And before, I, I just want to ask you quickly, you since you mentioned this huge differentiation between abdomen and chest, do you also uh, speak about any difference between breathing through the nostrils versus breathing through the mouth? Okay. So my breath work, transformation breath, is mainly from the mouth. Okay. But because our breath work is, I use it as a therapeutic breath work. Mm. And we only breathe from the mouth through during that breath work. It's not like this nostril needs to be used to breathe. Mm. It's, it's, this is what it's designed for. But the breath work that I'm using is, is a kind of helping you to release stored emotions. So then you can, you can also kind of uh, let those emotions come out and release. And then it doesn't have to stay in your mind going on and on and stops you from properly sleeping, stops you from living your life because you're always in the head. But, and for me, what we do, the mouth breath is uh, the nostril breath is very, very important to help the, the balance between carbon dioxide and the oxygen. So when I breathe my clients, I always complete with the nostril breath mm. by getting them to breathe, hold the breath and let go slowly. So Lovely. every time you hold the breath, you are balancing the carbon dioxide and the oxygen level in the body. So then you, that triggers the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the calm and grounding. I think that's beautiful. You made that differentiation because in the world where, you know, gym instructors are talking about, you need to breathe through your mouth. You have made it very clear that you only use this under guidance as a form of yes. therapeutic breathing and it's not something that you do all the time and that's no. a very valid differentiation uh, yes. and I think it's important for our listeners to hear that and could you just share a little bit about what happens if someone doesn't breathe well uh, long-term repercussions. Okay, if, if somebody doesn't breathe well, if someone is not using the diaphragm to breathe, is that means um, that they are constantly on the go of, um, they, they can't regulate their emotions. Their nervous system is totally dysregulated. That means when there is a stress, the stress, full of stress in life, they go high, 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 or they go shut down the collapse mm. so what that creates that creates uh, physically unexpre unexplained physical symptoms like fibromyalgia ibs and all sorts of uh, the uh, the remote arthritis they don't know where this coming from but mm. in fact that comes from the dysregulation of the nervous system so and also the anxiety and depression post-traumatic stress disorder, relationship difficulties, sleep difficulties, and the, the, the and eating disorders, it all results because 
you don't breathe and the body constantly on fight and flight and shut down and then your body, your nervous system totally dysregulated, guess what? That creates dysregulation in emotions. Mm. What happens when your emotion is dysregulated? That means you're either very, very kind of uh, angry and really just suddenly outburst of um, the drama creates in the, in your life, or you just totally gone zombie. Mm. And that what you do to make you feel a little bit alive, you end up uh, using the behavioral strategies like uh, um, drinking too much, eating yes. too much. And eventually you became depressed and anxious. So just breathing properly, your nervous system will rewire itself. Because Beautiful. we are neuroplastic. Mm, I love the term neuroplasticity. And uh, when you mentioned eating disorder, I was so fascinated. And then, of course, you describe because when someone is obviously in the sympathetic dominance, they're reaching for all the wrong kinds of food or eating too much. Maybe mm -hmm. there's high, uh, there's immense blood sugar dysregulation, exactly. adrenal dysfunction, yes. so many things. And I'm guessing then that also a dysregulation in blood pressure um, so the connection between breath and practically every symptom and condition that someone is struggling with is definitely coming out more and more even in the research uh, yes. So before we conclude, I want to get your thoughts on what kind of breathing we need to be doing to actually help us sleep better. Yeah I I am um, um... I like this the breath called box breathing. Mm. And, and I really think it's really incredibly helpful. And also there's another breath work, which is, I find it very, very helpful, is like um, you inhale and from the nostril, you hold it on top of your chest and you exhale with the sound of OM. Maybe we could do it together if you want. Yes. Yeah, just one hand in your belly, one hand in the chest. And just like you inhale from the nostril. You could do this at night by actually repeating mentally and uh, this one very gently inhale very very slowly gently exhale so slow mentally and you just fall asleep while doing this the box breathing as well is really powerful very beautiful which is like you inhale four hold it on top of your chest you exhale four Hold it, hold that before you inhale. Again, you inhale four, hold it four times. Exhale four, hold that four times. Inhale four, hold it four times. Exhale four, hold that four times. It's like a box. Mm. And you simple, could do that. 
simple. Very simple. Very, very simple. And I think that's what is really useful to people because not everyone may have access to a qualified practitioner, but something to begin at home would be great. Um, You took us to so many usable tools. I'm so grateful for that. Do you have any final words about breath and sleep before we get to the end of the show? I will, I will go a little bit deeper. Um, I mean, sleep difficulties is probably the manifestation of much more deeper difficulties in, if it's been going on so long. I could ask uh, help, psychological help, or I could ask um, um, the help with the breath work first mm. and, and release, release anything which is actually is in your cellular memory, which has been uh, stored from all your experiences, life difficult like experience, maybe trauma. Trauma. trauma, exactly trauma, maybe face up to trauma, release it and work with the trauma, with the body work, with the breath work. And then that will help you to uh, sleep, sleep much, much better. So this is just my advice. Allow yourself to go through deeper into your trauma. We all have the trauma, big capital T or small T, we all yes. have it. Yes. So that will help with the body work, with the breath work. And then you will see eventually by rewiring your nervous system, you will sleep much better. And I want to just tell our listeners that don't ignore breath as something very small in your life. It plays such a powerful role in your disease, your symptom. And it's also a great tool when used the right way to help you get over the most complex health challenges. So please don't disregard breath in your search for the magical Mm. sleep supplement or the protocol because your breath is there with you every single day and when you get it right you'll be supporting yourself in such profound ways Um, we have a mantra on our show so i want you to complete our mantra which is if sleep is the new medicine then how would you complete it for us Oh, the, so the breath is the new medicine. Ooh, breath is I your medicine. It. Your medicine. It. it comes from you. You are born with it. You will go without it. I love it. Breath is the, your medicine. You are the medicine. Beautiful. Thank you, Ellie. Where can people Thank you. find you if they want to um, connect with you? And I know you work virtually as well, remotely. Yes, I do. I do work virtually. I teach a different type of breath work as well, apart from transformation breath. I do body awareness uh, therapy. And uh, from all my experience of years of working with people with the trauma, and I created my own way of working with my clients. So I, I, I will be honored to, to offer my service, whoever it needs. Uh, where do people go if they want to reach out to you? Yes, uh, they could come to my uh, website, elifclark.com, and or uh, the, my Instagram page, The Breath Psychologist. Mm. Uh, it's yes, called Breath Psychologist. And uh, Facebook, I have uh, Elif Clark, the breath psychologist, and the Twitter as well. I have uh, the company called the Big Breath Company as well. And uh, my Twitter is under the Big Breath Company. 
Beautiful. So we've attached all the show notes below with all the links to Elif's um, to reaching Elif. So if you want to reach Elif, you can just click directly and go find her right now and retrain yourself to breathe well. Thank you for being here today. Have a great day. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed the show. Just a reminder that this podcast is for information purposes only. This is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or otherwise qualified health professional. This information is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you are looking for personal help on your health journey, do seek out a medical practitioner. Please do make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with your doctor or otherwise qualified healthcare professional. It is in no way intended as medical advice as a substitute for medical counseling or as treatment or cure for any particular health condition. Be sure to always work directly with a qualified health practitioner before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle that may feel out of your realm of comfort 